Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Today we're looking at the sacrifice of Abel. The sacrifice of Abel. And we want to take a quick read from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, we're reading for just one verse of the scripture, and that is found in verse number 4. Hebrews 11 verse 4, it says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, ha- it, by, and by it, he being dead, yet speaks. Like I said, we've been looking at the dominating influence in the lives of some Bible characters uh, for a couple for a couple of weeks now, and we're doing this for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is that we want to introduce some of these characters to us, so that we, you know, th- some of these characters are not very popular. And most of the time, when you go to church, when you go to church for a very for a while, you might not even hear about some of these characters. So that's one of the reasons we're looking at those individuals. The second reason is I want to learn from the lives of these individuals the things that set them apart for the Almighty God, the things that set them apart either for good or for evil. You know, that's why we're looking at some of these characters, and then most importantly, we're looking at these particular characters to you know, to identify the dominant influence in those lives. Okay, and this individual in the lives of this individual, and how those influences are still very much operational in our midst even today. When we looked at the spirit of Pharaoh, many of us know that Pharaoh has been dead and gone for a very long time. But the spirit of Pharaoh is still very much in our midst. And that is the spirit that says that does not allow the people of God to move forward. The spirit that limits the progress of the people of God. When we talk about the spirit of Herod, you are talking about the spirit that kills that which is good in its infancy. Herod may have been dead a long time ago, but the dominating influence, that spirit of Herod is still very much in our midst. The spirit that tries to kill good things in its infancy. That spirit is still very much within us. It's still very much around us. And that is one of the reasons why we are looking at this series of studies, you know, which is basically looking at the dominating influence in the lives of this character. So today we are looking at a character that we do not hear about very often. And the, 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 the name of this particular character is Abel. Abel. In Hebrews 11 that we just read, the Bible tells us that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift, and by he and by it he being dead yet speaks. Now, from this verse of the scriptures, we are introduced to this particular individual. If you read through the scriptures, you are not going to see much about Abel. But the very few verses of scripture that you, the name of Abel is mentioned tells us a lot about this particular character called Abel. Now, if you want to, the Bible introduced us to Abel in the book of Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4, reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us there who this guy called Abel is. The Bible tells us that Adam... 
knew his wife, and Adam knew his wife, uh, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And, it, and in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel and Abel, he also brought of the fruit uh, of the firstling of his flock, and the fat of, and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to uh, and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had no respect. And Cain was wrought, was very wrought, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wrought, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall not shall thou not be accepted? And if thou dost not do uh, does not does not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be uh, shall be his desire. And thou shalt rule over him. And then verse number 8. And Cain talked to Abel his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field. That Cain rose up against Abel. And uh, Abel his brother. And slew him. In other words. We see a brief introduction to this particular individual. Here was a man who had, you know, who was born into a family. He had a brother, and what happened was that because of the rivalry between the both, both of them grew up, and as they grew up, they began to serve the Lord, and the Lord required, you know, they came presenting an offering unto the Lord. They got to the, a time of presenting that offering. One was accepted, one was not accepted. The Bible told us that the one that was not accepted became very angry, decided to kill the other guy, as if that is going to solve his problem. But that is a story for another day. So the Bible tells us in in that Genesis chapter four, reading from the, from verse one, that Abel was the second son of Adam and Eve that Abel was a shepherd by profession the Bible tells us in verse number 3 that in the process of time they brought an offering unto the Lord in verse number 3 the offering of Abel was accepted verse number 4 the offering of Cain was not accepted and Cain was not happy about it and then if you go to verse number 8 the Bible told us that you know Cain and Abel were left in the you know in the, in, in the field and Abel Cain decided to kill his brother the question that comes to mind when you see this brief you know when you see this brief introduction into the life of Abel, the question that comes to mind is this. What was it about the sacrifice of Abel that made God, number one, that caught God's attention and got God's commendation? What was it about that particular offering? What was it about that sacrifice that God looked and said, yes, this is one thing I like. This is an offering that I enjoy. This is an offering I, I, I'm happy about. What was it about that offering? The second thing that comes to mind is this. What was it about that same offering that attracted the wrath of Cain? That Cain was actually willing to kill because of that offering. What was that? What was so special about the offering of Abel that God recognized it and the devil was not happy about it? What was it? Okay. Now, before we go into the, you know, before we begin to unravel what is in that particular offering, let's just take a minute to understand what offering is all about. What is the sacrifice? That because that's what Abel gave. What was it about that sacrifice that made a difference? So what is the sacrifice? A sacrifice is the act of surrendering a possession or as an offering. It is giving something that is special. It is giving something that is meaningful to you. Something that is very precious to you. You are releasing it as a form of worship to somebody that you adore. That is basically what offering is all about. Now, sacrifice by nature. Sacrifice by nature, number one, is costly. Because nobody gives a sacrifice of something that doesn't cost them anything. 
Sacrifice is always costly, number one. Number two, sacrifice is always inconveniencing because the, the way you are sacrificing something, you are bringing something that is not only costly, you are bringing it at a time that may not be convenient. Number three, sacrifice by nature is deliberate. In other words, you make up your mind that this is what you want to give. You make up your mind that this is what I want to release. You make up your mind that this is something that is precious to me and I'm willing to let it go. So sacrifice by nature is not only costly, it's not only inconveniency, it's not only deliberate, it's also a decision of the will. It's a decision of the will. When you're about to make a sacrifice, you make up your mind, this is what I want to give up. This is what I want to give. It's not something that is, it's not, it's not something that is a, that is impromptu. It's not something that is accidental. It's not something that is thoughtless. People never give an offering that is thought. Sorry, no, never make a sacrifice that is thoughtless. For those of us who come from the from the part of the world where actual sacrifice actually take place, where people actually give sacrifice, you don't just offer anything. Because if you offer any kind of rubbish to a particular God, the God might get really, really angry with you. Okay? Because he will turn around and say, what's wrong with you? How can you just bring rotten tomato and say you want to offer it to God, to your God? God gets really, really feisty because he wants the best. And that is why if you look at the scriptures or you look at the ancient, some of, this, uh, some of those pagan traditions, you find that they bring the very best as their sacrifice to their God. Some of them even offer living people, living human beings, because that is what they consider to be the best. They offer it unto their God. The point we are making is that sacrifice is costly. Sacrifice is inconveniencing. Sacrifice is deliberate, and sacrifice is a decision of the will. And sacrifice is not something that is accidental. Sacrifice is not thoughtless. Sacrifice is not something that is unplanned. It is not, it, 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 it is deliberate, okay? So, there is a lot of sacrifices in the scriptures. There are some sacrifices that are accepted, and there are some sacrifices that are, are not accepted. If you read the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, reading from verse number 11, the Bible tells us there the kind of sacrifice that God does not accept. He told us there, he catalogs those sacrifices, all those rams and all those bulls, he said he doesn't want it. He said they are an abomination in the side. But if you go to the book of... If you go to the book of uh, 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 in the book of uh, Romans chapter twelve, you will see there the kind of sacrifice that is accepted. Paul the apostle described a sacrifice that the Lord Almighty looks forward to receiving from His people. Romans chapter twelve, reading from verse number one, he said, "I I, I beseech you, brethren." Romans chapter twelve, reading from verse number one, it tells us there. He said, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." So. You have a sacrifice that is accepted, and you have a sacrifice that is not accepted. And the sacrifice that is accepted is what Paul the Apostle described for us here. It has to be holy. It has to be. It has to be holy. It has to be acceptable unto God. It has to be a living sacrifice. In other words, when you are bringing anything to the Lord, the Lord is saying, "Before you present anything to me, I want your heart first. I want you first, because when you are with me, then it is easy for me to accept whatever you bring." And that is why, if you look at. Uh, when uh, a, a father or a mother is doing a birthday and their sons or daughters bring give them a, a give them a uh, uh, a present they always enjoy that present why because it's something that is from within is part of them it tells them that their children that is already theirs think so much of them that they are willing to give them something they cherish those things the lord wants something from his children who have already committed themselves unto him so that is an acceptable sacrifice so going back to the question we started with what is so special about the sacrifice of abel that god recognized it and the devil was really really angry about it what was it let's go back 
Uh, go back to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, reading from, uh, sorry, Hebrews chapter 11, reading from verse number 4. The Bible tells us that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speak. Wow, what is so special about this particular sacrifice? Now, the Bible did not specifically tell us this is why Abel's sacrifice was special. But the Bible went on to, you know, but reading from that particular verse number 4 of Hebrews 11, we see a number of elements there that gives us an indication of why that sacrifice was special. The first one, read, go back to that Hebrews 11 verse 4. Hebrews 11 verse 4. It said, the first statement in that verse is, by faith, Abel offered. By faith, Abel offered. In other words, the character, the, the Abel sacrifice was characterized by number one. It was characterized by faith. Abel did not. In other words, Abel brought the sacrifice to the Almighty God, believing God, trusting God. It was a sacrifice that was offered in faith. It's just like when people tell you, give a seed offering. When you give that seed offering, if you don't believe it's a waste of time, if you don't believe whatever you are bringing to the Lord is going to make any difference, it's a waste of time. The sacrifice of Abel was, number one, a sacrifice of faith. Number two, the sacrifice of Abel was a sacrifice of righteousness. The Bible tells us in that same verse, number four, it said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Abel sacrifice was righteous. What does that mean? It means that Abel was in right standing with God when he presented that particular sacrifice. In other words, when you are rightly related with God, when you are rightly positioned with God, when you are properly aligned with God, anything you bring before Him is acceptable. And that's why the Bible says that the prayer of a sinner is an abomination in the ears of the Almighty God. In other words, when you are not rightly related to God, whatever you present to Him is a waste of time. The prayers of a sinner makes God angry. The only prayer that God hears from a sinner is the prayer of repentance. When you are presenting an offering to the Almighty God, it is best for you based on that Romans chapter 12 it is best for you first of all to be properly aligned with him it is best for you to be properly related with him if you are already in his kingdom and you now bring a sacrifice unto him that sacrifice is more acceptable but when you are not related to him and you bring a sacrifice unto him it's like a waste of time it's like somebody who is trying to pay, you know, you, number one, you don't leave, you, you don't, you don't have any relationship with a particular company. You have no business with that particular company. You are not doing business. You are, you are not doing any contract for that company and you want to be able to contribute to the fund of that company. It doesn't make sense for you to want to give an offering to a God that you have no business with. It doesn't make any sense that you want to give an offering to a God that you are not related to. The issue of the issue of sacrifice is not a magical thing whereby you give a sacrifice and then you expect that you can twist the hands of the Almighty God. No, sacrifice is an appreciation that you give unto the Lord. So Abel's sacrifice number one was a sacrifice of faith. Number two, a sacrifice of righteousness, and then number three, Abel's sacrifice was a sacrifice of atonement. The Bible says that he brought the first of a, the, he brought a, a, he brought one of his animals, the, the, the firstling of his animal with the biggest, you know, more, more like the, cho the choice animal he brought unto the Lord. Now, if you go back and you read Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 3, reading from verse number 17, the Bible told us there that the earth was already cursed. 
In other words, when you bring something that is already cost and you are offering it unto God, it makes, you know, it's like, it's like the, the example I gave a few minutes ago when you are offering a rotten tomato to your God. You are giving something that is already cursed. And the Bible makes us understand that when, the, when there was a, when the fall, when Adam and Eve sinned, the Lord cursed the ground. Now, Cain took from what was cursed and offered it back to God. Definitely that is not going to be accepted. But what happened was that Abel brought from the animal, the blood of the animal, and offered it unto God. And if you recall very well, the Bible makes us to understand that when the Lord was chasing Adam and Eve out of the garden, the Lord God Almighty Bible told us that he made an apron for them to cover them. How did he make the apron from them? He made it out of the skin of an animal. How do you get an apron from the skin of an animal unless you have to kill that animal? Abel understood that the only way you can cover sin is by the sacrifice, by the shedding of the blood. And Abel understood that. So Abel's sacrifice was not only a sacrifice of faith, it was not only a sacrifice of righteousness, it was a sacrifice for atonement of sin. And that was why he offered it unto the Almighty God. He shed the blood. The Bible says, were it not for the shedding of the blood, there will be no remission of sin. Okay? Unlike Cain, who brought the fruit of the earth, Abel offered a sacrifice that recognized the limitations of man's righteousness. He understood that man cannot gain acceptance by the work of his own hands. He understood that atonement was necessary to enter into the presence of the Almighty God. And the only way you can enter into the presence of the Almighty God to atone is by the blood. And at that time, the blood of the animal sacrifice. That was one of the reasons why the, the sacrifice of Abel was accepted. Abel must have heard from his father Adam that it was a sacrifice that was made in 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 in, in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter three, from verse number twenty-one. You will see it there. The animal was killed so that they can get a covering. For every one of us to have a covering, you need a blood to be shed for you. And right now, the blood that has been shed for us is the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Abraham's, sorry, Abel's sacrifice, a sacrifice of faith. A sacrifice of righteousness, it was a sacrifice for the atonement of sin. And then number four, it was a sacrifice that was costly. It was a costly sacrifice. Bible makes us to understand that this man took that particular sacrifice. Abel took that particular sacrifice and killed it because it cost that particular animal his life for the covering of the sin. And not only that, if you extend it later, the sacrifice of Abel actually cost Abel his own life because his brother eventually killed him. So you see, Abel's sacrifice was a special was special and accepted because, like I said, it was a sacrifice of faith, a sacrifice of righteousness, a sacrifice for atonement, and a sacrifice that is costly. So, my brothers and sisters, for our own sacrifice in the house of God to be accepted, it must be in the fashion of the sacrifice of Abel. And what does that mean? It means it must be a sacrifice that emanates from your faith in the Almighty God. If you don't believe in him, there is no point offering sacrifice. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's no point giving offering. It's a waste of time. I remember this particular statement I made cost me some problems some time ago. We were doing a seminar and there was a preacher who came in. He said that you should bring money. If you don't bring money, you're not going to go to heaven. I said, sorry, you can bring your money, but if you're not born again, you're going to go to hell. And the guy was not happy with me. <laughs> he was not happy with me. I said, if you don't, if you're not saved, you will go to hell. 
The point we are making now is this. The sacrifice that we offer unto the Lord must be first of all a sacrifice that emanates as a result of our relationship with the Almighty God. If you don't relate, if you if you have no relationship with God, it's a waste of time for you to offer. So a sacrifice that emanates from our, from our deep conviction and faith in the Almighty God. What is the use of bringing a sacrifice to a God that you don't even believe in? What is the use of bringing a sacrifice to a God that you have no relationship with? Okay, these are those who you know. There are those who believe that offering a sacrifice unto the Almighty God is a sacrifice. You know, is a, is is a magical thing. Is a, is a thing that they do. It's like a, they are they are playing lottery. You just put the money there. It doesn't matter how you live. God, because he sees a sacrifice, he just starts blessing you. It doesn't work like that. A relationship with God must exist. So if we are going to offer sacrifice that is acceptable unto the Almighty God, it must be a sacrifice that is fashioned after the order of Abel. And what is the sacrifice after the order of Abel? Is a sacrifice that, number one, emanates in faith. Number two, it has to be for a sacrifice to be acceptable before God. Before God, like that of Abel, it must be a sacrifice in righteousness. In other words, not just you have a relationship with God, but your work with God is such... Your work with God is such that you are properly aligned to Him. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. In other words, look for the kingdom of God. Align yourself to it. Then God will start releasing His blessings unto you. If you are not properly aligned to God. If God is saying, go forward, you are going backward. If God is saying, stand up and you are sitting down. If God is doing, if God is saying A plus A is equal to B. And you are saying A plus A is equal to D. Then we have a problem. There has to be an agreement between you. In the way you think. In the way you act. In the way you relate in the way you comport yourself with the things that God dictates your relation your sacrifice must be a sacrifice that come as a result of your proper alignment with the Almighty God Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse, uh, verse 1 it tells us that he said a sacrifice they present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God in other words your sacrifice unto the Almighty God is useless unless you first of all present yourself to him as a holy sacrifice number three if our sacrifice is going to be acceptable just like that of Abel it must be a sacrifice in recognition of our sinful nature you cannot come to God believing that you are all that you remember that particular story of the, of the, Lord, the, the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about that an individual you know, was looking at, a, was looking at a, a publican he said look at this guy father I'm not like that guy you know the guy is a sinner I, you know, you know me. You know how much money I bring to the church. I'm a nice guy. You know, you take good care. I take good care of your people. So my prayer should be answered. The Bible says that that guy, though he felt he was good, but his prayer didn't go anywhere. Hit the ceiling, came back to him. But the other guy said, Lord, I cannot even stand in your presence. I know I'm a sinner and I acknowledge my sin before him. The Bible says he left the presence of the Almighty God justified. The point you are making is that every sacrifice you bring unto the Almighty God is not a sacrifice in self-righteousness. It's not a sacrifice in self-justification. It's not a sacrifice in, yes, that I'm, I'm all that. Because you are not all that. Unfortunately, you are not all that. It's a sacrifice that recognizes the sinful nature of our, you know, that recognizes our own sinful nature. That recognizes our limitation. That recognizes that, yes, in our own power, we can do nothing. Okay, an acceptable sacrifice has to be done in recognition of our own limitation. When we bring an offering, we must be done in the light of the atonement of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because without Him, none of us can stand before Him. 
Because if God, I used to make this, you know, if, for those who have heard me before, you say, I make the joke that if you, the Lord plugs a video tube right in your heart and projects it on the screen, you will be surprised what you find in there. Many of us will not even like it because of the thought that is going on in our heart. The things that we are doing, the imagination, the front that we present, we look good. But when you see what is going on in there, many of us won't like it. And if you recognize your own limitation, you recognize your own weakness, you recognize that without Christ, we are nothing. When you approach God with your sacrifice, you approach it in a more humble and more, you know, with more humility. And that is what happened with Abel. Abel understood because of the fall, because of what his fathers had done. He understood that he cannot boldly approach before the presence of the Almighty God. So what he did was that he presented an offering that recognizes that limitations in his own life. And then finally, if we are going to present a sacrifice that is acceptable for the Almighty God, it must be a sacrifice that costs us something. In the book of Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24, the Bible tells us there, when David was about to make a sacrifice, David said, I will not offer unto the Lord that which does not cost me anything. In other words, how can you go into the presence of the Almighty God and say, well, um, I heard that there was a sacrifice. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, this should do, this should do. I mean, come on. God is not asking for your money. He's not asking for anything. He's asking for appreciation. In other words, he wants you to put some thought into it. He wants you to be deliberate about it. He wants you to have thought about it and say, yes, this is something that is important to you and you have prepared yourself to be able to, you know, to come into his presence. And that is why you find out that there's nobody who receives an invitation from the president of a country and just show up the way I am right now. You don't show up like this. You know what? You go to your best supermarket or best uh, store and you get the best shirt. You bet you get the best cologne. You, I mean, you practice your walk before you get there. Because you are ready. You are about to go and meet a king. And if you are going to buy anything, you are packaged that gift properly. You have designed it properly. You make sure the way you are practice how you are going to present it. How many of us have ever watched The Godfather? You remember when he was about to give a gift when the daughter was getting married? He said, uh, I'm about to give a gift to you, Don Colleone. And you practice that thing over and over and over and over. The same thing when you are meeting with the Almighty God. You don't just show up. You don't just present something. That is why David said, I will not present something to the Almighty God that does not cost me anything. The sacrifice that is acceptable to the Almighty God is not how expensive it is. Let's understand that. I'm not talking about the expense. I'm talking about the value of that particular thing. The Bible tells us when Jesus was sitting, as he was watching the people as they were putting money in the offering, and as he was watching that he was seeing that some people came in and they were dumping on money, and then there was a woman that came in. The Bible said that he came with everything that he had, that she had, and dropped it in there. And that's where we got the word widow's might. And when we put it in there, the Bible says that Jesus recognized that woman because she gave everything that she had. It's not a matter of quantity, it's a matter of the quality. It's a matter of the, the value of what you are bringing. How valuable is the sacrifice that you are offering to the Almighty God to you? How valuable is it to you? Is it something that you consider valuable and you are willing to lay it down at the feet of the Master? Is it something that you cherish or is it something that you can do without? The, the, the sacrifice that we bring to the Almighty God must be a sacrifice that really costs us something. Because the Lord gave everything. Matthew, uh, John chapter 3 verse 16, he tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten soul. He gave it the very best. If the Lord can give us the very best, why can't we release the same thing? So the sacrifice that is acceptable before the Almighty God is a sacrifice that costs you something. 
It must be a sacrifice that costs you something. It must be a sacrifice that you have not just that you don't just pick up on your way when you're coming to church. It's something that is something that is meaningful to you. Acceptable sacrifice must cost you something. Now the question is the sacrifices that we are offering to the Almighty God. Now, please understand, I'm not talking about the money that we bring to church. I'm talking about ourselves. The sacrifice that we bring, as when we come to the church, are we giving our best to, the, to Him? Or are we just showing up because we have to show up? Are we giving our best to Him? Or are we doing it just to satisfy our father, satisfy our brother, satisfy our sister, or satisfy the people around us? When we show up in the presence of the Almighty God, are we showing up believing that there is a God? Or are we just showing up because it's what we do on a Sunday morning? Are we showing up properly aligned to the Almighty God? Or are we just showing up because they say we should come, now I'm here. Are we showing up because it is something that we recognize that we are limited in our own ability, that we cannot do things on our own? Or are we showing up because we find that we are going to get a contract in church or we are going to get the right connection in church? Why are we showing up in church? Why are we offering ourselves in church? Why are we offering our sacrifice in church? Why are we presenting anything to God in church? Because anything that is not done in faith is a sin. That's what the Bible says. If you are not properly aligned to him, it's a waste of time. If we are doing anything in our own power, the Bible says, by the arm of the flesh shall no man prevail. We, have, we cannot go anywhere. And if we are giving God anything that does not, if we are giving God something that does not cost us anything, we are really not going anywhere. The question today is, is our sacrifice based on faith? Is it resulting from a proper alignment with the Almighty God? Is this a sacrifice and recognition of God's righteousness? Is it a sacrifice that costs us something? Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. We would like to invite you to join us for the September edition of our breakfast meeting on Saturday, September 8th, 2018 at 9 a.m. The meeting will be held at the Holiday Inn located at 1453 Silo Hill Lane, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Breakfast Connection is a forum for equipping believers to live and share their faith in the marketplace. Childcare will be provided. We look forward to enjoying a warm fellowship with you. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.